Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to episode 132 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. All right, we got a lot to talk about. We've uh, <laughs> been away for a while. Uh, apologies. Uh, we will be definitely talking about Spider-Man uh, towards the end of the show because we'll be talking some spoilers, of course, and we'll, you know, warn you once that happens. Yes. But, in the meantime, we're going to be talking some James Bond news, uh, the Kingsman trailer. Yes, I am all the sorts Kingsman of excited about yes. trailer. Yeah, uh, Sherlock Holmes news, uh, yep. Joker, the film, and uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, and oh. Top Gun Maverick. So, oh, I tell you what, those two things that came out this week, I was just so excited about. Yeah, and um, and yeah. Kevin Smith stuff. I, I mean, it's like he didn't even lose a beat. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, except for maybe. Shannon Elizabeth, it looks like she aged a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I was like wondering how old she was, you know? Yeah. Like, I thought she may, might have been our age, but maybe she was a little older back then. I know, think she was a little older, but I, you They would know. cast teenagers, like, who are, like, in her 20s already. Yeah. So, yeah, she she's had some Botox, I think. She well, still looks nice. Oh, though. she still looks beautiful. I mean, but if you think about it, it's been, like, almost 20 years, so. Yeah. She's a professional poker player now. I had no idea. Yeah. Really? Yep. She play, She goes to uh, Las Vegas and does uh, Texas Hold'em tournaments. Well, good for her. Yeah, because I never really see her in films anymore. I, I don't know when. Sadly, a lot of those American Pie actors, I, I don't know. I think... They I popped up here and there. Yeah. I think I want to say at one point she was dating uh, Helmuth, uh, the, one of the famous poker guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's kind of notorious as, uh, as a, a vocal guy sure. playing poker, so... No, Phil Helmuth. He's <laughs> <laughs> a dateless sheaf with the uh, bloody eye. Yeah. Yeah, a little James Bond reference there for you. So so before we begin, though, how was your, I mean, how's your summer going? Pretty good. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot here in Iowa, so yeah. not liking that too much, but it's going, you know. Kids are out of school, so nice. I'm ready for them to go back. And uh, yeah, how about you? Uh, not bad. Went to camping. Um, I don't know if we've ever said that we're from, yeah, I think we said we're from Iowa. So anyway. I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> Representation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we went to Lake McBride, which is over by Iowa City uh, last weekend, and uh, got to go over and have some fun at uh, a, a natural waterfall. And Nice. Got to hang out there and spend some time camping. I forgot how much I love camping because it just takes you out of the whole electronic element, and then you're able just to enjoy the sound of nothing. Do you try to put your phone away? A little bit. It's hard. It is, but, you know, for the most part, we had friends over, so I was, I mean, when you have friends, you just yeah. put your phone away anyway, and uh, so I did that, and, and uh, we brought a whole bunch of food and cooked on uh, cast iron, which cool. has been a long time because, you know, everybody's got nonstick now, so. Sure, sure. Yeah. Had to relearn how to make it cast iron nonstick with a whole bunch of grease, and that's fun. And... <laughs> it's a big thing at Crisco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you, seasoning the pan, you have to heat it up and put the Crisco on there and then let it cool off and yeah. it soaks in. So, yeah. You ever see those videos of this one guy, he's out in nature, and he uses like a... 
oh, it's, uh, I don't know what tool it is, but anyway, it, it's pretty aggressive looking, but he'll make a meal and it's just awesome to see him and they speed it up too. Oh like yeah. Chopping. Yes. And then sh- yep. all the, oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. He's making like steak and Makes stuff. Makes it look so easy. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. On a yeah, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Just going all out. That's what we did. So, nice. um, on big stuff that we had a big one for a big cast iron skillet, um, uh, our friends brought a, like a portable kind of a stove kind of thing. Sure. But for the most part, we used uh, like the fire and just move the fire a little bit away and let it cook on there. And Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah we I, had, I love elements of camping, but uh, bugs annoy the shit out of me. You know, it's funny <laughs> because it's been a long time since I've been camping. So the bugs aren't the problem anymore. What it is, is raccoons. Really? Yeah. No, we had to, every night, um, we had to put the food into our cars, into the trunk, Otherwise, um, the last night that we were there, uh, the raccoons will keep you literally up because they'll be fighting and they'll make like really weird sounds and stuff. <laughs> now they won't get into the tents or anything, but they'll get yeah. into the food, and uh, and then you're just playing out of luck. But I don't remember when I was younger. I remember camping and never having a problem with raccoons. So I don't know if that's just a new issue or what. Maybe just more observant or... Because your parents took care of everything pretty much when well, you camped, so... Well, I mean, even in the Boy Scouts, though, I, I oh, didn't really? notice it. But maybe we were staying in places that weren't really... Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just the population's getting out of control. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's time to make Daniel Boone hats. <laughs> yeah, but you might kill or Rocket. Or Davy Crockett hats. You don't want to kill Rocket. Uh-oh. There's enough of them out there. Rocket Raccoon. There's Rocky. only one Rocket Raccoon. You just got to find them. But didn't he pass away, the raccoon? What, the... The raccoon that they modeled Rocket after? I don't know. Maybe. I think I heard something like that. I know I know. a few pets have died that have been featured in, um, you know, cinema. Yeah. Shows and stuff. But, yeah. Um, I'm sure they had a great life, though. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you make it to stardom, I'm sure you get, like, a little soft bed to sleep on. And yeah. Premium food by a chef. I mean, look at Triumph. He's still kicking. Yeah. Know? Insult comic dog. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. From Ada Poupon. <laughs> Good old Robert Schmeigel. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's genius. Hey, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks for listening to Field of Geeks podcast. I'd like to remind you to please check us out on all social media and most streaming and download platforms. Fieldofgeeks.com. Back to the show. So, um, yeah, let's get into James Bond for our first topic here. Yes. Um, so... News, I mean, this has kind of been um, a crazy production. You know, Craig's been injured. They've had director drop out. Um, that was a while ago. Looks like now the new controversy, the outrage, is because um, he's retired in this film, James Bond. He's retired. Craig's Bond is retired. Okay. Just like at the end of Spectre, he drove off into the right. sunset, sort of. Yeah. So there's a new 007 because they assign that number to other people once the person yeah. retires. So, that makes sense. Lashana Lynch is the new 007. And she was in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Played her best friend. Yeah. And um, I don't have a problem with it. Didn't realize she was English. Man, English actors that really can hide their accent well. It seems, right. You know, it's like, And wow. I, I hate to say this, but sometimes if I hear that the actor or the actress is English, mm-hmm. I'm almost half tempted to go a little bit more because of the quality of acting. Yeah, because they like go to like Shakespearean. Yeah, like they're really dedicate them. And not to, to say it. that you know we have bad actors or anything. No, no, no. I mean we, we have Robert ones. Downey Jr. and we have yeah, you know, um, a whole slew of people. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it it just seems like a higher quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
No, I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, I can definitely see her uh, as a cool spy, you know, and a lot of people are just, I think they're concerned as at first, you know, they didn't really read much into it. She's just got the 007 status. She's not Jane Bond or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and everybody was just like, oh, my God, they've replaced Bond already and this and this. And, you know, this it, it feels like either one of two things, like The Matrix. You remember how many problems they had filming two and three? With like delays and stuff. And yeah, and then uh, the Oracle. The, the Oracle, Oracle passed, she passed away. away yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know, and you know, I it, it's it's really tricky. Like, let's say my concern is going forward. If she, uh, if her character doesn't die, are they going to be tempted to just have her run the franchise after that? I don't really have a big problem as long as she's not, you know, Jane Bond or whatever, which she's not going to be, but. You know, I think the fundamentals of the character have to be intact. I like yes. the new take, though, because it's just a code name. I don't like if, the idea that James Bond's the code name. I like the idea 007 is the code name. And that's what they did with Craig, which I thought was smart. Mm -hmm. They said that basically the number is Bond, mm -hmm. and James Bond is just an actual person. So instead of like the previous movies just saying, okay, your code name is James Bond, and you have the 007 tag. Now they're saying that there's like a whole storyline to James Bond. Yeah. They all, they've always kind of been like, it's the same person, but you know, they kind of ignore, like you started with Connery and you got Lazenbean and then you got uh, Roger Moore. Oh, those guys were kind of yeah. in the same age range. Like you could, you could see like chronologically from Dr. No to the view, view to a kill, let's mm -hmm. say, except, you know, Moore got really old. So when they recasted, Timothy Dalton mm -hmm. is pretty much a reboot back then. And yeah. then Pierce Brosnan was able to. So Dalton and Brosnan, they fit the new age timeline, if you will. Why is it that like every time that they bring on a new Bond, that first movie is just spectacular? I think there's just so much on the line. Except there, for Lazerby, which only had one movie. You should revisit it. It's good. Is it? It actually is a good Bond movie. Okay. It really is. I think um, he's. And uh, Lazenbean's like a stuntman first, and he's a brawler in real life back then. Oh, the that way. guy was, uh, they had an Amazon Prime, like uh, mm -hmm. him becoming Bond. He was like a used car salesman. and Yeah, and he lied about. Oh, yeah, he lied. Yeah. 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 So he definitely, his fight scenes are excellent. I think he did a good job, honestly. He, You could say he's a little wooden, but I didn't really pick up much on that. And he would have went on to be Bond, but he got into the hippie movement. Yeah. And so he didn't want to shave his beard and long hair. And he didn't want to be you know, like a uptight snob guy in a suit, you know, like Bond is pretty much. Well, so he did like, his own right, way. I mean, see kudos to that man. So, but anyway, he did a great job, I thought. Yeah. That's a that's a good movie. I would put that on one of the top top Bond films for would sure. You? Yeah, I would. I would. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Because I, I think for me, it, it would be Sean Connery, then Daniel Craig, then Pierce Brosnan. Now I've I've never been a Roger Moore fan, and I hate to admit this partially because I haven't seen his movies. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people gush over how good he was, but I just I haven't seen his movies. So, and Timothy Dalton I think uh, was good, but he was a very dark Bond, and that didn't yeah. track well with they, a lot well, of people. Well, they were trying to get back to the actual character, like more like the Connery age. Uh, he smoked. Um, yeah, he was more serious. Living Daylights is actually a good Bond film. That was yeah. his first film. His first film. Like you said, like most of the first films for these Bonds are the best mm -hmm. ones. 
that is actually a really good film. It's yeah. really um, captures what Bond is, I think. And I think they did a pretty, pretty good job. His follow up wasn't. It was very dark, and it it copied a lot out of the '80s action trope movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't a Bond film really. But Living Daylights, that's actually a good film. We've had a lot of great Bond films, and I, for one, want the character to continue. I, I don't have a problem with them kind of rebooting again. I loved Casino Royale. Yeah. But I'm kind of tired of this Craig run where it's not fun anymore, you know? It's no, so it dark almost... and serious, and it's just like, I just want him to be James Bond and go out and have fun, drive some cool cars. I was just hoping for one last good run. Yeah, and not to say this isn't going to be, but he's retired, right? So yeah. it's like, they're going to have to reboot, because then you would have to accept Craig's um, run, if you will, because... You know, you go from Casino Royale, which was excellent, mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace. I like that one. It's probably not as good. But then by the time he gets to his third Bond film, they say it in the film like he's a dinosaur. And it's like, no, he's not. He just started. You know, Casino Royale was his first outing. When he started Bond, though, he was, I mean, he was what, in his 40s? Yeah, like age-wise. So age-wise, yeah, I get it. maybe they were making a crack at that. But, but if the, the whole take was, this is a new Bond, he just got his 007 status, right. and we haven't really had many years with this Bond, and then already say, you're you're old, out of touch, you know, old dog, new tricks can cannot happen. I just think uh, they kind of put themselves in a corner, if you will, you know? Yeah, and I'm, you know, the one thing that we're going to get that, really kind of excites me a little bit is just the fact that we're going to get a true bond retirement because it seems like whenever they cast a new bond, it's just, you know, they never explain what happened to the old one. That's the thing though. I don't think it ever has been that way. It's just been, they just never address it. Like they, they keep, they, I think the ideal age for bond is what thirties, forties. And then yeah. once the actor ages out of that, then they go back to a thirties, forties. So it's like, to me, like I think that's how they should approach it with Indiana Jones. Like, keep the adventures going, yeah. recast the actor to be more of a 30, 40 range. Just keep going with the adventures. Yeah. You don't ever have to, you know. I think an Elseworlds tale, like to see Bond retire or Craig may die, because that was a rumor why Danny Boyle left the project because Craig wanted to kill him off, and it makes sense <laughs> if he's retired. If he's retired, there's a new 007. Yeah, he's a new Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's exactly. just kill me off. So my concern, I don't really have a big concern of Lashana Lynch being the new 007. <laughs> I think that's really cool. If there was a point for it so that it added to the storyline, I'm all for it. Yeah. Don't push something just because it's a topic point mm-hmm. in entertainment now. Right. Totally get it. I do think that everybody needs a fair shot. Which is it's just a funny slippery slope. It might it is it might be due to how much passion you have for a certain character. Yeah, like for okay, for instance, Elementary on CBS, Sherlock Holmes show. Doctor right. Watson is played by Lucy Liu, mm-hmm. so it's a female version. Yeah, that's that's cool. I don't know why I have a bigger issue with James Bond being a woman. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I think it, James Bond was created back in a day when when it was a suave kind of thing. It was a gentleman's mm-hmm. game, and so. That's the kind of storyline that we all expect. Now, if it's a lady and she's seducing dudes, I mean, okay. And that's fine. But my yeah. only thing is why... They already did that. Yeah. Why do you need a man's part to make your part important? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. why not make your own spy? Yeah. Like this 007, this film, if she does survive, 
She has her own name. Mm-hmm. They could spin her off like yeah. they were going to do years ago with Jinx. Like, I think that's more interesting. Right. You're building a bigger audience that way rather than saying, oh, in order for us to get attention, we got to take this male part yeah. and run with it. And it's yeah. like, that's really going against what you're trying to do, you know? It's like when Marvel was talking about making a female Iron Man and all that stuff. I'm like, if it happened in the comic books, fine. Go and for it, it. It has. It was yeah. Riri Williams. But... She wasn't Tony Stark, right? I, you know, right. she was her own character, and I think that's more interesting because I'm all for equality. Don't get yep. me wrong, but I think people need to think like, okay, it's a slippery slope. So if people are for a female James Bond, okay, does that also open up routes for a female Mary Poppins or a male Mary Poppins? You know, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like Alfred comes in with a yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, if we're going to change all these characters, uh, it's just a slippery slope. And I think it's just because I have more passion towards Bond. I love Sherlock Holmes. I don't really have a problem with the the Dr. Watson change. I mean, look at Felix Leiter, for instance, in the the Craig films. You know, he... um, God, I like... I love that character. Jeffrey Wright plays him well. God, he plays him just so perfectly. But I think it's okay. I think it's more acceptable to have him play it because... That character hasn't really been established much in the No, films. he's always just been kind of a counter-agent for the U.S. and yeah. just kind of interjects himself when he needs to. Yeah. The thing about Jeffrey Wright is he's so smooth. Yeah. And he, he comes around and he's just, you know, he says who he is. Mm-hmm. He says what, what, you know, he's just, he's very, in his own right, debonair. Right, right. And, of course, you know, you had the Josh uh, Trank, Fantastic Four. Yep. Michael, um, oh my gosh, his name escapes me. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I was going to say Michael Jordan. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Michael B. Jordan. B. Which I was okay with that casting for Johnny for, Storm. Yeah. Which it changed things because Sue was adopted. The storyline. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. If we're going to... I don't mind a black bond or anything like that. But I'm saying, like, you got to look at the fundamentals of the character. He's, like, Scottish-German descent. So, would he... If you change him to a black character, would he be adopted? You know, and what I mean? maybe maybe that's why they're changing it up a little bit. They're saying that the 007 is what makes right. And if that's the how they character. want to move forward and just have it be a 007 franchise, which is smart, I'm all right with that. I guess because then you can you can basically tag anybody yeah. you want and then yeah. change their name, right? And it doesn't have to be, but they can take on a persona, right? Or they have to match a certain persona for this mm-hmm. 007 status. Now, 006 could be a, a certain right. different type of persona, and that would play well with, yeah. with you know. I mean, it's just like just saying, do Sean when Bean. I say fundamentals, yeah. take Shaft, for instance, okay? The fundamentals. Yeah. He's a black guy from a bad part of town, let's yep. say, kicking some ass, right? Yeah. If we did that, recast it as a white dude in the suburbs named Shaft, that would just be stupid, <laughs> you know? Right. Here he is in West Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to West Des Moines Target. Exactly. Oh, my God, it's Shaft. It's like... Can you dig it? But it's weird, though, because some characters I'm okay with, like I said, with yeah. them changing it up. Uh, Felix Leiter's Jeffrey Wright, I could care less. And they've never I don't really... know why. I don't know. I don't have any uh, bias towards any other races. It's just, I, I think when it comes to Bond, because he's the center of attention, mm-hmm. to change that up, you know, and I could see a black Bond. I could I could see that. They'd have to adjust it, though. And to be fair, they have adjusted in the past, because you've had Sean Connery mm-hmm. was Scottish. Well, Bond in the books was not Scottish. So no. they changed that uh, to kind of reflect that actor at the time. So, you know, I don't know. I guess overall, just make it a good, good film and yeah. make it... Don't preach so much, you know, like, for instance, back in um, GoldenEye, mm-hmm. Brosnan's first film, 
Judy Dench was the first female M. Yeah, and it wasn't that supposed was a big to be. deal, yeah, right? But they weren't like heavily pushing like she's a woman, she can do all this stuff. I mean, she held her own. She had balls, and she oh, took Judy on Dench is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's yeah. and and n- nicknaming her mom. And oh yeah, the M moniker. Yeah, that was just cool. I mean, Judy Dench took that character. I can't honestly because I've I've really caught on to Bond basically when Brosnan got mm-hmm. in there. To me, Judy Dench has always been just M. Mm-hmm. So if I were to watch the earlier ones with M, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't uh, climb. It yeah, just, you know. And M's a moniker. Yeah. M is a continuation. Bond really isn't like the 007, Yes, is but James Bond is James Bond. So, like, M, everyone takes that title. So, just like if they were 007, that's their yeah. title now, not James Bond. So, I'm totally on board with that. I just think if you start changing changing a lot of the fundamentals of a character, yeah. you might as well just make a new character at that point. Right. Know? And I'm not saying that you can't, you can't do a female Bond, but, I mean, look at the show uh, Scandal. That was a strong show. Mm-hmm. A lot of following. The lead of that show was Kerry Washington. Yes. Very, very well done. Right. And she held her own. I mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was a very controversial show because it was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's a woman, number one, and then it's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Great. She did a wonderful job. Yeah. There's that stigma that goes around where it's just like, oh, uh, no, if you can act, do it. Yeah. It's just, I think it's because Bond's so established the way he is. Yeah. To change anything would be just as a fan, I wouldn't like it. So I think maybe that's the answer. Like Dr. Watson, to my knowledge, hasn't really been developed big time. So it's okay to kind of like adjust it a little bit, make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Felix Leiter, for instance, he's never had like a solo film or anything no. like that. So adjusting it that way, but I think because Bond's the center of attention, just it's set that way. But the 007 thing is separate. So I'm okay with that. I just, I'm just concerned moving forward. Are they going to feel pressure to... Like, all right, we, we need to go with her, which mm-hmm. is fine, but I don't... If they're going to do another James Bond film, I want it to be casted accordingly. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't care if it's a black guy at all. I don't care. Uh, Idris Elba would be great, but God, the only problem is he's like Craig's age or older. And yeah. it's like, he's not going to... Unless you unless you do like two, three films back to back. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that's okay. I think they could adjust that. But I think when it comes to changing the sex, that's the big issue for me is like... Yeah. You might as well just create a new character if you're going to go that far. Or know? create a whole different movie. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm naive when it comes to overseas. Like, there probably is black people who got... I mean, we all have stuff in our mm-hmm. gene pool. So, yeah. it, it's not really a big stretch to, to recast him that way, I don't think. But it's just funny how certain characters... I'm, I'm cool with like, yeah, that's really yeah. refreshing. Cast that race as that or mm-hmm. gender. But then when it comes to other characters, like, no, don't do that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not, it's not like, I don't think it's racist at all. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, I think I love the character so much. It's like, you know, if you were on the other side and you had a character that represented your, your culture or the way you look, let's say, and you would change that, like, I think... It wouldn't be accepted at all, you know. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of strong female car- uh, actresses out there now. Yeah, um, and I think Lashana Lynch is a great actress. You know I, who I, else would be good? Mm-hmm. Um, is that lady? Uh, and maybe I'm just biased right now because I've been watching the hell out of Black Mirror. <laughs> but uh, the one lady that was in Ant Man and the Wasp uh, that played uh, played the villain, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you have you seen? Well, you I've haven't seen, seen her in a Ready Player One. Okay, and, yeah, she good is amazing. Yeah, and yeah. would do wonders as a villain or as anything. I mean, if given the right script, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no, what I'd... I would do. If I was in charge of the Bond franchise yeah. and people, hey, and it's okay for everyone to want their own James Bond. I mm-hmm. totally get that. Yeah. But maybe there's a, a way everyone can get what they want in a way is to spin off, like have other double O agents and those agents can be representations of all races, you know, yeah. and genders. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a way to please everybody. And it also makes them their own characters and right. you can... There's so much you could do with them, mm-hmm. more than just, oh, they got to be Jane Bond or... You could make an interesting storyline that uh, James Bond, you know, uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond had a kid, unbeknownst to him. I mean, you know, we've had James Bond Jr. cartoon. I mean, they could yeah. always do that. See, I think that's what they need to do with these films. Make them good films, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. But you could totally expand this franchise. It yeah. doesn't just have to be Craig. And Go maybe, deep into the mythos. Maybe that's what they're going to do because Craig is kind of like set a new standard for bond anyway uh, about there's like an end to bond you know yeah which is weird because we've never gotten that it's just been like oh well that bond or that character that mm-hmm. actor's done now we're gonna put a new guy in but see i don't really those characters to me i don't want them to end you know what i mean like i yeah. always want them to have an adventure and go on it it is it is fascinating to see their end like an old man Logan is cool. Yeah. Because that's going to happen eventually. Right. But there's all this time where we can have more adventures. Mm-hmm. And that takes you out of your dark places when you see a, a movie. You know, yeah. that this is always going to happen. It's always going to be this way. Once you put a lot of reality into it, uh, it it can be good yeah. and like award winning. But it can also like make you not have fun. Like mm-hmm. I said, these films need to have fun again. Yeah. And not be like... Just over the top, like Pierce Brosnan's last three yeah, movies. Yeah, like they got a balance. And if you look yeah. at the whole history of these Bond films, they their balance has been way off. You know, they've 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 corrected, they've overcorrected. Well, they self corrected uh, mm-hmm. after nine eleven. Yeah, because they were going to have another Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the way that the world was at the time. Yeah. And you know now we can look back and say, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe a few years down the road we'll say, yeah, this all makes sense. Now. Yeah, and it went crazy with Moonraker. You know, right. more went into space, and then that's because of the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah. Then the next movie, they grounded the hell out of it, and they it, even restricted the gadgets. You know, it, isn't it funny that like Bond kind of follows along the timeline that Kiss does? So like every time a, a an album comes out that does like successful, mm-hmm. like just just huge. Then Kiss goes and makes their own version of it. So, like, The Wall came out. Yeah. And then Kiss came out with something that was like The Wall. Mm-hmm. And then they did a live, and that went, you know, mm-hmm. Peter Frampton and all right. that stuff. So, it's just, it's funny how Bond kind of follows along with right, Kiss's right, right. <laughs> rule yeah. of what's cool. Overall, with this this casting, like, my issue is just if they actually make James Bond, they change it drastically. Yeah. But, you know, I'm venting. You know, I... I don't have all the answers, and no. I think conversation is key in all with all these things. I think everyone has these thoughts, and they're all afraid to say stuff, you know, and because people will just explode at you on the, the internet. The problem is nowadays is that we're so we're information is so easy to get mm-hmm. that back in the '90s and back in the '80s, you got a screen poster of a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Based on that screen poster, you were either excited for the movie, and maybe you got one promo, right? And that was on TV if you were lucky, or in a movie theater. And then after that, zero. Mm-hmm. There was no internet fad. No, oh, we got screenshots from this scene or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so basically, you went in with a fresh mind, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Yeah, I agree. That's I, a huge problem right now because everyone has a voice, which yeah. is great, especially for us. Right. 
But the only problem is you have people stirring the pot to uh, get certain emotions out of people. Right. Say, like, for instance, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge supposedly was brought on to tweak the screenplay for mm-hmm. this new Bond film. She voiced the uh, woke droid in Solo, if you will. You know, oh, okay. the one that, like, was freeing everybody. See, I still have not seen Solo. I need to need see to that. See it. I yeah, know. I think you'd like it. Uh, she's known for Fleabag, which is on Amazon. It's a series. I think okay. it just ended, possibly. Yeah. But the rumor is she may have made this new 007 a female, which, like, again, I'm fine with. Okay? Yeah. As long as it's not Jane Bond. That's just yeah. stupid. But the other rumor is, and I, this is where I get kind of pissy, and I hope this isn't true, but supposedly they don't want to call Bond girls that anymore. They want to call them Bond women. And which I'm like, okay, I don't think, when I think of Bond girls, I don't think of. Yeah, in the past, of course, it degraded women. And yeah, you could say these later films, some of that happens. Yeah. But there's also some great Bond girls. Yeah. And I just think that's silly, you know. I um, still want Rachel Weisz as this Bond girl. But that's yeah. just a but biased it's like, this opinion is of mine. To be fun, okay? <laughs> and it's like, don't overcorrect shit. It's just silly, you know? Yeah. It, I, you know, I don't look at it as a degrading women, you no. know? Yeah. Some of those characters, of course, their names are ridiculous. And, yeah. But it's like... This, fr- this franchise is supposed to be fun, you know, yeah. and I guess you could say girls are sexist, but I mean, we're going to dissect everything we say and the anxiety is just going to go over the top, mm-hmm. you know, it already is. Cause it's like, just like talking like about all this, Yeah, it's like, this could be great. This could be bad. Could be all, I don't know, but Hey, maybe we'll get some comments, you know? Yeah. Let us, let us, uh, not call them flight attendants anymore and call them sexy stews. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That'll go over well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to just leave the plane right now. So, yeah, like I said, uh, uh, I don't I don't mind this, this change to 007. That's fine. Yeah, um, yeah it just the whole casting re-imaging, it's fascinating. It really is. Some, Ralph Fiennes some, will be in it. We yeah. have the same cue. Um, I've heard that uh, one of the villains is coming back. Um, yeah, uh, Christoph Waltz yep. may be returning as Blofeld. Uh, Rami Malek yes. won an Oscar for um, portraying um Freddie I always Mercury. worry about that. Well, you know, Christoph Waltz, yeah, it's like you win the Oscar, you become... A Bond um, villain. Yeah, or you're in a Bond movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, though. Um, Rami Malek really stuck to his guns, and he, he wouldn't commit to this villain role unless they... Um, given his Egyptian descent... Is I think he? They, yeah, I think he's got some Egyptian... Okay, um, that him. makes sense. Okay. But he didn't want any religious motives for this, this Good. villain. And that's refreshing. Because that is I think refreshing. Because overdid the shit out of that, you know? Yeah. It's like... Give us something new and intriguing. Yeah. Um, his character, I think, wears a mask, which is that's awesome. Ooh. It's always cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of mystery around all that. And now, all- there's there's an actor that's um, that's still not known enough. I mean, he got a he did a great job in Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's an actor that's a true guy, sticks to his guns, mm-hmm. you know, He's just a good old guy. He's in Mr. Robot, which I haven't seen, but I oh, heard I've heard great show. things. Yeah. I bet Joey would know a lot about I think about they're that. ending that show, too. So Are they? it's like three seasons, but I think it's like for the best. It's like yeah. they, they're probably out of ideas. I don't want to just. Well, not only like that, but he's like taking off like a, yeah. like a skyrocket. And hey, I hope, hope uh, more comes his way for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing that's cool is I've seen uh, some footage of Craig driving around set, and what he's driving is the Aston Martin V8, which is what Dalton drove in Ooh. The Living Daylights. And it's actually a really cool Aston Martin. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Mustang. Oh, You cool. got to see it. It's really sharp. It's very... It's the Aston Martin, what is it? V8. 
Okay, hold on one second. It's good. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually one of my favorites. Because, you know, we get a lot of the DB5s, which I like those too. But it's nice to just change it up a little bit. A little homage to uh, the Dalton era, which was just in one film. It wasn't in his other ones. Is it the V8 Vantage? Yes, I think that's what it is. The front end looks like a Mustang, like a 60s Mustang kind of, if you look at it. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's sharp. Oh. Oh, wow. That's cool. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a 60s style Mustang in the front. It's got uh, fog lamps in the grill. Yeah. Boy, that's sharp. Yep. Whoo. I know, man. I'm excited. I wonder what something like that goes for. Oh, well. No. <laughs> $385,000. Hey, get two. But it looks like it's in pristine condition, so... Yeah, I don't know if it's... It's probably not the exact one Dalton drove, but it's the same model. Maybe I'll get to Backyard Beauty and then, uh, you know, restore it, so... There you go. <laughs> it's probably still $100,000. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But yeah, I thought that was really cool to see. Like, I'm excited about this Bond film, but again, I just want to have fun. Spectre was just so... So serious. I'm just kind of tired of everything being linked to Bond. Bond was, you know, a secret agent, and he didn't... I don't think he should flash his name around too much. Like, he had an he aura have, of mystery. He should have aliases, yeah. you know? And, yeah, just have fun again. Have yeah. fun with the whole Spectre thing. And Blofeld doesn't need to be related to him. That's just stupid. Yeah. Know? It's like, why can't he just be a... Like, look at the old films. He was just this villain who headed Spectre, and yeah. he didn't ever see his face until... You only lived twice, I believe. Yeah. Donald Pleasance played him. So, yeah. And he's also in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Bond 25 will be released April 8th, 2020 so far. So that means that he's now in the same line of the amount of movies that Dalton, or not Dalton, but uh, Roger Moore played in, right? Or has he surpassed the amount of Roger Moore movies? Oh, gosh. See, Roger Moore was uh, Live and Let Die, Man with a Golden Gun, Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker... For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill. So that's seven films. So Craig hasn't... Okay. I don't think anyone's hit seven yet. Yeah. Besides, Moore just stuck it out. But, you know, the thing with Moore, I think he wanted to to leave many times. And they almost casted James Brolin as Bond. There's a screen test on one of the DVDs. It's funny, because it would have been an American plane. Yeah. I don't think he was going to do a British accent at all. Really? I mean, this was back when they just didn't ground it so much like it could be anybody you know like i guess they are now like i think burt reynolds was asked one time <laughs> that'd be funny <laughs> would, they, would the contract have him keep his mustache i don't or know shave it off? probably because he's well known for it but who knows but uh you know speaking of spies of course this came out of nowhere i didn't even know they were filming this but the king's man oh which is a prequel to The Kingsman. I am so much about this trilogy, it's not even funny. And and after this one, they're going to go back and, and bring back uh, uh, the original cast for a new and they're round do out. one more, I think. But I've heard that um, after they round that one out, there's going to be a new trilogy. Okay, like a prequel trilogy, maybe? No. Okay. No, it's... So this one's New Agents, of, yeah. New Agents. Yeah. Well, possibly sure. New Agents. I mean, you still have the Statesman and all that stuff, but... Um, from my understanding, this one's going to be more about like how the Kingsman came about, and it's going to be based around and centered around World War II. And so you have Ralph Fiennes, you have I'm not sure who the kid is that's coming into. The You're talking Kings. about the King's Man, yeah, the, the King's Man, after, yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like World War II, but it's actually World War One. Oh, it is. It's set okay. in 1914 to 1916, I believe. Oh, wow. So 
That's great though. We see so many World War Two themed movies. Like Wonder Woman changed it up with World War One. Like, yeah, let's just give people the first war. And uh, boy, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out about World War One right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just like another era to explore. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks it looks great. I, so you're not gonna have all the electronic gadgets, so it doesn't have to be over the top. It just has to be the dirty, gritty spy movie that with action and humor. Right, and it's actually probably harder to pull off because oh, yeah. of what's been set up so far yeah. um, just to see the origins but this looks definitely more serious uh, more cinematic it's yeah. world building so that's that's great um, yeah it looks really good uh, there's a scene where I don't know who's got a shield but mm-hmm. he gets rocketed through a wall with oh shield. god that looks amazing yeah and Matthew Vaughn is back he wrote and directed this so he's staying put with the Kingsman so far I'm just I, I so think glad he, yeah. yeah you know it, it's really cool. Like, it came... The Kingsman is so different from the original source material from the comics. Oh, is it? Um, it's funny. If you go watch the first Kingsman, it's one of the special features. Uh, Mark Hamill himself is actually in the comic. Really? Right. Not the movie. The, he is in the movie, but he's not playing himself. He's playing that professor guy. Yeah. So, it's it's a little difference there, and the look's totally different. I don't mm-hmm. think they had all the suits and stuff. But, yeah, it's really cool how he's, like, run with it. And it's probably something he wanted to do with X-Men, but didn't get the chance. You know, this is actually some new stuff to explore. So, yeah, we'll get Kingsman 3 for sure. And I think Statesman, which I'm I'm down with that. I think that'd be cool to see. Yeah, they got to be careful with that one because there's, I don't know. It was good, but I I don't know if it deserves its own movie. We'll see. We'll see. Well, maybe it'll be a prequel film. I liked liked the guy who um, was in the Golden Circle. Um, who did most of the majority from the Statesman, the guy Pedro with the, Pascal. Yes. Who's God, playing the Mandalorian. Guy's... Like, good things are coming his way. He's going to yeah. be that main character for John Favreau's Star Wars uh, television series. Oh, he is? Yes. He's the oh. Mandalorian. Mandal- oh. Mandalorian. Oh. He, and he wears the mask, like, really? most of the time. So, Ooh. dude, I've only seen, like, um, leaked footage on that. Yeah. It looks so good. And they're already doing a season two. It's... The most expensive show made. Yeah. Because it's like cinematic. Like oh, sure. You could throw this up on the big screen. It's so badass. It's like a Western kind of. And this is going to be on the Disney Plus streaming. Okay. Hey, yeah. have we heard anything if that's going to be tied into Hulu because Disney bought out Hulu? Yeah, I'm not sure yet on Because I had one. always heard if I you had. I haven't done research. If you yeah, had Hulu Plus, um, then Disney was, I believe, was going to be tied into that. I could be wrong. I don't know. Hulu might be for its more darker properties, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. Not sure. Shoot. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is this is cool. This this film came out of nowhere. I didn't even think they were filming it. Um, Ray Fiennes, yeah, he's in it. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's... Um, oh, he's in Kick-Ass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was uh, Quicksilver in mm-hmm. um, Age of Ultron. So. Yeah. Yeah, this, this film looks pretty good. Um, it's due out February 14th, 2020. So, yeah, I hope it's successful because, you know, if it's not, I don't know. If, hopefully, we'll still get Kingsman 3 and oh, yeah. all that. I, I like the second Kingsman. It just, I don't know. I like the first one so much more. It just was more grounded. The second one was just like, second one was a, a typical sequel yeah. of everything. You yeah. Know? And the statesmen were so American. You know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, Pedro Pascal's character is flying a freaking F-14 at the end. Right. It's just silly, you know. Um, but I did like some of their tech and I love... I still want to see if I can get one of those whiskey bottles that actually has a statesman stamp on it. Well, if you got the special edition of the Golden Circle, it came with two rock cubes yeah, that you put into that your one. bourbon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but they actually have the bottles, which I think. Oh, really? That'd be just, just something cool to put on a shelf. Yeah, you know. So yeah, they actually went really into all that whiskey. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> um, Sherlock Holmes. A lot, yeah. A lot of development here. First off, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. They're coming back to make a third film to their. Well, it will be now a trilogy. Yes, yes. They are officially um, working on it now. Uh, Their schedules kind of caused them not to... uh, Well, given... Yeah. You know. Right. (laughs) Not like Marvel came along and screwed it all up for us. So, yeah, killing Tony Stark (laughs) was a great thing. We get Sherlock now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because back in the day, Downey was like, I could do several of these films. It sounds like this may be the last for them, maybe (sighs) given... It might be just be given their age and... Who knows if it's super successful and Downey and Law are free still, they'll probably do more. But I just love the stop action photography, like yeah. when he would go through and like explain his punches and how he'd, you know, yes. stop a bad guy, and then he'd actually do it like full speed. Mm-hmm. That was that was so cool and cutting edge of that time. Well, here's the thing that usually sucks with the third film: you lose the director, and that's what's happened with this one. Guy Ritchie is not directing what? it. It's going to be uh, Dexter Fletcher, who just did Rocket Man, which I have not seen. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to uh, mimic what Ritchie did. Ritchie's got a really cool taste, I think. And not just the stop motion stuff, but just the whole fight choreography, way people dress. Like, he he's really in all of his, you know, departments when he makes a film, it seems, you know. And who, who was the bad guy in the second one? It was um, it was the bad guy um, Moriarty. Yes. Yeah. So Jared Harris could come back because I think now there's a guy mm-hmm. that's a great actor and he was in Chernobyl. Yes. Um. Yes. God, I love that actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Whew. Yes. Yes, he's very good. <laughs> I could see them bringing him back because yeah. you know in the books they actually did go supposedly die falling into a waterfall like they did in the last film. That whole talking part, though, where they're, like, fighting, and then he's With like... their minds? Yes. Yes. And then he's like, nope, I already know what you're doing. Here's a counterpunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... Oh, the whole oh, chess scene was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was just... It was really... Which sucked. It's like, oh, I like, I like this film. We had to wait so long. It's been eight years, you know? You're kidding. Well, by the time this film comes out, which is uh, slated for um, December 22nd, 2021, so... It's going to be a little bit. Oof. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm nervous about I don't even know if Richie has anything to do with it, like if he's even producing it. Well, who wrote the stories? It wasn't Richie, was it? No, no. Okay. But, like, you know, he but he gave the the visual. Um, well, I think you to have it, to yeah. you have to put the visual back in there in order yeah, for I just it to hope, work. Yeah, I hope it won't be bland without his direction, you know? I don't think it will be. I mean, you have extremely strong actors in mm-hmm. that, and they've already done two films, so that's under their belt. Now they've had some downtime. Now that, you know, they're done with with all that, they can start to get back into that thought right. process and mode. And, right. And, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. isn't a guy that's going to produce a bad film or right. be in a, yeah. you know. Well, and to be fair, I haven't seen Rocket Man, so maybe his direction is very similar to Richie's. I have no I've idea. I've heard that there were some issues with that whole film because they didn't want to add the aspect of, you know, just like in Queen, mm-hmm. uh, the, Freddie Mercury was gay and they, uh, you know, the studio had a lot of problems with trying to portray that. Uh, they were touching in on it. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing with uh, Elton John. I mean, you know, here's a guy who delved into drugs hardcore, mm. and that's a very uh, touchy subject. So, sure. 
you yeah, know they want people to have fun right right <laughs> and and you know i think in order to appreciate what elton john has done and what he did um you have to dive into those mm-hmm. things sure. and you have to be willing to go dark right. in some places because i mean it you know, drugs, and he got himself out of a hole, and my God, the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this, I mean, I'm, I'm down for the film either way. It's something I, I wanted to see for a very long time, so yeah. hopefully it's good. I mean, you know, I don't expect them to make more after this, um, but if they do, great. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, so you have, it's uh, Robert Downey Jr., and then who's who's Watson again? Jude Law. Jude Law, that's right. Yeah. And then you have to definitely bring back Jude Law's wife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, given the time, because it's a time jump. Yeah. I mean, I think in the books she passed, so what? who knows? You're kidding. Yeah, but of course in the books, or at least the Watson I knew growing up, he was an older man. Yeah. Much older man, which Law is probably in his 50s. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, today's older, yeah, yeah is young, kind yeah. of considered. Um, yeah, I don't. I liked her as an actress or as a character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm okay with – I don't care. Bring him all back. It's fine. Minecraft, bring him back. Mm-hmm. Love him. He's great. And uh, speaking of siblings, uh, Enola Holmes is going to uh, get her own film, which is – she's a sister of Sherlock Holmes. Okay. This is totally separate from the Downey yeah. Law films. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven on Stranger Things, she's going to be playing okay. um, Enola and um, – yeah, it's based off a series of books by Nancy Springer, uh, the Enola Holmes Mysteries. Enola, Sherlock, and Minecraft in these books, I believe. Okay. In this film, at least, that's what they're going to have. Helena Bonham Carter will play her mother. Um, I'm not sure if she's like a half-sibling to Mycroft and um, Sherlock, um, just given how they phrase she's playing her mother, not hmm. the other people's mother. So, interesting new cast casting to this film. Henry Cavill will play Sherlock Holmes. So Superman will be Sherlock Holmes. And like I said ah, before... I want Henry Cavill to play Bond. Yeah, but I think the problem is he did The Man from U.N.C.L.E. And it's yeah. so similar. But that film is so good, too. The Man from yeah. U.N.C.L.E. I you, still haven't seen that. You've got to see that. You'll yeah. love it. It's okay. so good. So good. And it was a film ad- adaptation of a, a show that was on during mm-hmm. that whole 60s spy yeah. thing that Bond started. So it's... Uh, you know, I'm okay with him, but I think the problem is when you have a big actor play Bond, you're going around their schedule. Yeah. They're going to age. You're going to have a writer's strike here and there, probably. It's going to screw up everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's a good Let's thing. Let's just about- assume a writer's strike is going to happen. <laughs> that's what happened with Quantum. I, mean, I know. Craig even wrote some of it because he had to. You know, oh, they had to no finish kidding. the film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which I still like Quantum. I think it's. Quantum's uh, good. I like Quantum. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, this is cool. I, I'm all I'm all down for this uh, Nola Holmes. See, this is going back to Bond. This is a new character right. expanding the universe. Like that's right. better, I think, than we gotta make him or her this. Yeah. You know, it's like no, just deviate from that. It's yeah. a long lost sibling. It's a relative. It's a friend. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just be more creative. I'm saying, yeah. you know, make it flow, not so preachy and all this shit. But I could see. I haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters, but I assume Millie Bobby Brown did a great job in that film. Uh, I think she's a good actress for sure. Yeah. Uh, n- you know, knocking out of the park with her portrayal of Eleven on all the Stranger Things seasons. Um, yeah. Very good. So I'm down for this film as well. It's, uh, it's cool to have a new uh, take on the character. And yeah, maybe it'll be more of a family film. 
you know, I can take my kids to, that'd be cool. Introduce yeah. them to Sherlock that way. Yeah. And they'll like Enola Holmes maybe more, you know? Sure. And that's okay. That's yeah. fine. Representation's great. Just, like I said, I just have a problem if it's like you're, you're changing something that's been established, you mm-hmm. know, for so long. But, you know, it's it's just a weird thing to talk about. It's just something I don't think is addressed too much. You know, I don't know why it's weird to reimagine it's a touchy, some It's characters. a touchy subject. And, it is touchy. And, and I don't have all the answers, but no. it's like all I have is my own perception, I guess. And we're we're in that age group now where we're kind of the last of the of those types of thinkers. Yeah. So to us, it seems like you're moving our cheese, but to everybody else, they're just like, no, whatever, man. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I just I just want the uh, the character to be to remain what made them that character and what made people love that character. Well, and I think we've seen so many duds where they've tried that. Yeah. You know, i.e. Ghostbusters. I want it to be more organic, you know, not so preachy. I think we're getting a lot of that now. Not to say, I'm not dismissing a lot of that. I think a lot of that's good good stuff. Mm -hmm. I just think some people go a little overboard. It's like, we need to calm down and remember this is entertainment. Mm -hmm. We want to bring people out of their depression. Yeah. (laughs) Make them happy. Yes. Make make the material good so it can it can stand the test of time. Yep. And uh, yeah, make make a lot of money. Money is the key. Money, money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, moving on to Joker. Yes. So big thing broke, which I'm not totally shocked by. Um, this uh, story for the Joaquin Phoenix film, not in the comics. This is a whole brand new story. And I'm okay with that. Um, you know, it seems like we've started to just, okay, this movie is based off of this comic book and this comic mm-hmm. book. Let's get some people in there and do a twist on it because that's what happens when new comic books come out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the storyline, I think the the whole premise, what's interesting to me is that he didn't fall in a vat. The world around him created him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that to me seems almost scarier than just being in a vat and being an evil guy. Anyway, he's probably trying to fit into that world, which yeah. it looks like when he's being the clown, trying to make people happy. He's a circle he trying down. to fit into a square yeah. peg. So he's like, "Fine, yeah. you're gonna treat me like shit. Yep, I'm gonna treat you like shit. Yeah, but and do it my own way. Yeah, and it's gonna be ten times worse. Humor. Yeah, with my own, I'm gonna kill you with dark kindness. Humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Arthur Fleck. There was a rumor I heard, and given that. Yeah, I'm okay with Elseworld tales, I guess, you know, uh, again, this all relates to what we started talking about, you know, Elseworld tales are changing things up, giving Joker a name, Arthur Fleck. Um, the whole thought process that Martha or that Bruce Wayne's dad had an affair with his help or something like that. That would like be that. crazy. Yeah. That's the rumor I've heard yeah. that they're brothers, which would be not, I don't hate that idea too much. I just, I don't know. It's just... I think overall what I want to see is continuity. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start doing these things, it's like, are we accepting this as continuity now? Or are we going to I have think... it just be a side movie, which it is going to be, they said. It's going to be its own thing. So <sighs> they that means they can explore. Well, that doesn't mean it'll be limited to one film. They could probably do a follow-up film to it. I um, think at least he needs to see Batman. Yeah, I don't know. Well, shit. If this film is its own thing, Thomas Wayne could be Batman. You know, which would be stupid, but I only like Thomas Wayne as Batman when it's a flashpoint, you know? Yeah. Because it's like the opposite of what happened. I mean, hell, Joker could kill Bruce at the end of this film. I mean, it's all kinds of shit. And if that's the case, that would lead into flashpoint. Given this film's narrative, I think I could see it pissing off Thomas Wayne enough that he becomes Batman, a ruthless Batman. 
and goes after the Joker and possibly kills the Joker. That'd be crazy. But that actually happened. Well, what was it? There was an offshoot comic where uh, Superman kills, kills yeah, uh, the I think Joker. Yeah, Justice. Yeah, because Joker, uh, what did he do? He gave. Superman a potion or something and it disguised Lois as somebody else yeah. and he like flew flew her to outer space and oops then when she died he was like oh Lois shit no no I'm not gonna get laid again <laughs> no. yeah I, I don't really hate it I don't know all this is very weird I, I guess as I get older I don't know what the hell I want I don't I can't pinpoint exactly my feelings you know it's it's intriguing to explore these other aspects don't get me wrong I mean, I'll see this film. I'm sure it's going to be great. and But I don't think it's something... Um, I wouldn't expect any follow-up films, just given it's Joaquin Phoenix. I don't see yeah. him committing to a franchise, you know? I think he just wants to be one and done. You know, that's why I never thought he was going to be Doctor Strange. I just never saw him yeah. in that MCU universe, you know? He's just such a thespian and mm-hmm. kind of a weird dude, you know? But, yeah. But that's what makes him great, I guess. You know, Maybe if say. it does well, maybe, you know? Who knows? Yeah. We're going to get the Joker film October 4th this year, so good. I'm sure we'll get another trailer before then. I would and, hope uh, so. I could see it doing pretty well. I could. If it makes a ton of money, knowing WB, they might just change up everything again. So Yeah, that's the one thing that'll be really funny is if this one does well. It's just well. so reactionary. It's yeah. just annoying. You know, it's like, just like after, they've been this way for years though, like after Dark Knight came out and it was successful. I remember reading back then they wanted to make Superman like that. And I'm like, Superman's not supposed to be dark. And yeah. they kind of did that. Well, and that's <clears> why they brought in Christopher Nolan. And Yeah, I mean, he consulted on Man of Steel, and Man of Steel was darker, but it was a good film. I really liked I really yeah. liked Man of Steel. And um, yeah, I had a few issues with some of the parts, but uh, overall, yeah, he was getting there, but Justice League just totally rushed it, you know? Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm Superman. He's all happy and shit. And right. Maybe because he just came back to life. I don't know. <laughs> Never happened to me, so I can't really say. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Joker, uh, John Carpenter, you know, the great filmmaker, mm-hmm. has given us a lot of cool, scary stuff over the years. Um, he's partnering up with Anthony Birch, and they're going to be writing a Joker comic series called The Joker Year of the Villain. Ooh. So basically, the world goes bad, more, you know, bad mm-hmm. than... I guess before, and Joker has to catch up pretty much, change up his game. So, oh, weird. That's what this okay. series will be about. So, it kind of feels almost similar to the film we're going to be getting yeah. in a way. Yeah. I wonder, just going back to the film, I wonder what sets him off is maybe his mom passes. Oh, that could and be. That just, that's like the last straw, you know? Or he or he tries to call Thomas Wayne, like, Dad? Yeah. Click. <laughs> there's got to be something that finally, I mean, obviously, yeah. we know that there's a subway scene. He gets prodded too much, and that sets him off. But there has to be something before that yeah. to get him to that point. Once he snaps, though, that's yeah. going to be grotesque, I bet. It's well, be it's, is it going to be rated R? Yes. Okay, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to have dark. a Scorsese feel yeah. to it, and which is what they're going for. And I think Scorsese is producing it, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see some stuff. He's going to, like, rip the guy's nose off or something. I don't know. Something Scorsese's, crazy. He's always been... He's. If it's right for the the scene, mm-hmm. and so that's where it's going to become really interesting. Yeah, and not just for Gory's sake. Right, right. Will it be right for the scene? Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, definitely has something to think about if they're going to go over the top or not. Yeah. Speaking of over the top, rightfully so though. This is kind of like <laughs> do Kevin we have Smith. Stallone news? <laughs> no, no, not that. Oh yeah, over the top too, guys. <laughs> 
somehow you've mixed uh, uh, arm wrestling with big truckers. Over the top <laughs> reboot. Sucked. No, I'm talking uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Kevin Smith finally looks like he's back in his prime again with no. this. We're back into the View Skew universe, which I think is something he should have never dismissed. I think he should have just kept going with it. Of course, he could have just really outdid its welcome if he if he would have done that. But you there's know, so many characters he created. You yeah, know? and it, it started to seem less and less about you know new new movie ideas and more and more about okay i've got this new movie i want to drag everybody that i've ever made a movie with along with mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and so that's when it started to get a little stale and i think he kind of noticed that before everybody else did and pulled back and said okay i'm done he's done some weird films lately and so and so finally well he was supposed to do clerks 3 he had the script all written for that yeah. i don't know what's happening with that one one of the actors didn't want to come back and i'm pretty sure it's um guy who plays randall what? I think so. He didn't want to do Clerks 2. But Clerks 2 was great. I yeah. love Clerks 2. Clerks so 2, like... Roger Ebert walked out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He said one of my proudest cinematic moments was when Roger Ebert walked out of my movie. <laughs> well, he didn't always know everything, that's for no, sure. No, no. Clerks 2 was awesome. I, yeah. loved, I love Clerks 2. And I was, I was, you know, I, I given up hope there was going to be a 3. I know Kevin talked about it, but... All of a sudden, he was like, it's happening. And then I got my hopes up, and then it's not happening. So everything he said beyond that, I've just, like, taken it as a, you know, like, well, it might not happen. Don't get your hopes up. Well, but, and if this is a, if it's Jay and Silent Bob, will Randall be back? I don't know. I know Dante will be in there. Like, all of his characters, yeah. which, uh, this is awesome. I hope this is successful. I He's never too. had a $100 million film. Never. You're kidding. No. So... This could be it. I hope so because the trailer looks damn good. There's so much, yeah. There's so much they could do. Like if this takes off, you can explore that universe again. Those other characters, new characters. There's just so many. It's like his toy box, you know. And yeah. It's like he tried to do new things, and Red State was was good. Tusk was very strange, but an experiment. And Yoga Hosers, yeah, that was an experiment as well. So he's, you know. I think he just needs to. It's fine that he experimented, but I think it's like stick to what works. Of course, he had the. Well, prior to the heart attack, he was going to do this either way, but I think this probably pushed him to do it more yeah. um, after that because he didn't want Yoga Hosers to be his last film, he said. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I feel bad for his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this trailer. This is. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I've, I've seen pictures and some behind the scenes stuff, but. Yeah, what'd you think of the trailer? Um, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like they've got a lot of big name uh, actors back. Um, glad to see Ben Affleck back. Oh, that and was. Did you see? Uh, well, I, I sent it to you, yeah. but um, hopefully everybody just follows him on Facebook. But mm-hmm. he posted about uh, the uh, fateful reunion about how Ben Affleck was on a show, and they asked him, you know, have you been talked to about coming back to this movie? He's like, no, I'm, I'm free so a lot of people coaxed kevin smith and to send him a text and he sent him kind of a heartfelt uh apology in his own way you know just saying hey man i miss you yeah um would you be willing to come back and and ben was like yep so they came back sounds like uh their friendship is rekindled i, I hope so you know that I've, was so heartbreaking to i've to, heard so yeah. many different versions you know it was ben affleck's wife that moved pushed him away it was this or it was that. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what it really was. 
But the good thing is that it sounds like whatever happened is now in the past. Doesn't matter if it's rekindled. They move forward. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's just like when you see when you see people on the screen. It's like you want them all to get along and like each other, and then to hear that so and so doesn't. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. And just given what's happened with Smith lately with his heart attack and everything, and Affleck had issues too. But right. Like and I think both, it can humble yeah. people. Yeah, they both uh, took yeah. off about mm-hmm. the same time, and Smith helped get goodwill hunting made yeah he gave it to harvey weinstein you know of course that guy's a piece of shit but (laughs) we didn't know that then no um but anyway uh yeah so yeah this is uh this just makes my heart happy you know i don't Mm -hmm. know i'm not trying to be corny but i'm just happy this is so exciting and they have pictures and stuff and damon's in it and i'm like i'm glad that these actors who've become so big are still loyal and will do these films i think when you have fun with somebody when you're making a movie that it's hard to say no if it's a good movie. Well, again. and I think it rekindles your youth too. Yeah, you know, it's like we were young and we had fun and did all this stuff. Dogma was a great movie. I mean, Dogma was so edgy, or you know, it's like that's a topic that I mean was very controversial. I don't know if they could do that now. I don't know. No, but he didn't. Uh, there's a funny story. Smith did not want to do that film back then. He really? uh, last minute he wanted Robert Rodriguez to direct it because he was so <laughs> nervous about. Just pulling it off, which, you know, he did. I remember seeing that in the theater, and that was pretty much the first time I saw Alan Rickman as a good guy, not a villain. And oh, really? That was that was refreshing, for yeah. sure, because it's like, oh, I can like this guy, or I can feel like this guy could be nice, you know? Yeah. Um, that, you know, usual villain thing, you that stereotype you put with people who play villains, you know? They're, they're mean people and stuff. Well, that movie also blackballed uh, What's-Her-Face, though, in it. Because working with her, um, oh, the main chick, the, the Linda, film? whatever her name uh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, she was moody. She was extremely difficult to deal with, and yeah. Blacksmith or uh, Kevin Smith talked about, yeah, about that at length, and so sure, sure, that kind of blackballed her from doing yeah. any more movies. I matter of fact, I haven't heard her being in a movie since. Uh, Men in Black was that before? That or was after before that film. Okay. I think she's been in some stuff, but yeah, I haven't seen too much of her. But yeah, this this uh, reboot looks great. Uh, what about that big reveal of Bluntman for the reboot? Yes. Val Kilmer. I know. That was him? Yes. Really? Takes off the mask. It's Val Kilmer. Oh. I don't know how they're going to do his voice. You I know? don't either. Can he still speak? No. He, he can speak, but it's uh, it's like if you hold your tongue and talk, that's how he sounds. Oh. It's sad. It's really sad because he had throat cancer. So yeah. he's dropped a lot of weight, which, you know, he was becoming a really big guy there for a sec. So it's kind of heartbreaking because it's like, yeah, you know, but I'm glad Smith put him in a film. That's that's fantastic. Not to say that um, Val was begging for work, but Smith probably reached out like, wouldn't it be cool if a guy who played Batman was the new blunt man? You know, right. Something like that. And of course, uh, Supergirl herself is playing the new Chronic, the female version of um you know, Jay's alter ego, Melissa Benoist from Supergirl. Who's what character is she playing? Chronic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's really cool and refreshing how they did that. And there's a scene where Smith is in like he's like in this Iron Man suit. Yeah. That was pretty neat too. They're like they're crashing Chronic Con. That's what it Okay. That's where this film yeah. is uh, premiering and um I don't know if you uh, watch Impractical Jokers, yes. but Brian Quinn is a longtime Kevin Smith fa- uh, mm-hmm. fan and friend. 
worked for him years ago, and uh, he play he was dressed up as Bluntman at the end, where he comes up to the mic and he. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, so what do you guys think about this Jane Silent Bob reboot? And Biggs and Vanderbeek are up there and like, oh, I think it fucking sucks. <laughs> and then there's that cameo by Tommy Chung. That oh, was awesome. God, that was awesome. And Smith's daughter in the preview was great too. I yeah. love that twist, like. This is our love child. He's like, I think I'm going to need to see a blood test. He's and like, what's no, up? This is my love child. What's up with Jay's teeth, man? They look like they got veneers or something like that. Yeah, I noticed that years ago, actually. Something like was when I picked off. him up at, at mm-hmm. uh, Wizard World, no, they weren't like that. Yeah. So he's just Bobby recently gotten his some teeth from everything he was doing, you know? I mean, he's been sober for years, but yeah. I don't know what went down. But he's kind of, he kind of has a lisp now when he talks. Like, yeah, like from his, the veneers or yeah. something. But. Yeah, it's a little different, but, you know, he's older, too. But I did notice that some some years ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's like they never stopped playing those characters. They picked up right where they left off. Yeah, it didn't feel like it, it had been all that long. I mean, I, it threw me back in the last Jay yeah. and Silent Bob. Of course, Smith has lost tons of weight, which right. is good for him because he yeah. needs to. He's become I love a, how his overcoat still looks big, though. That was on purpose, though. I think they wanted was to it? still have that bulkiness yeah. to it, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was cool. I didn't understand the, the beginning of the trailer for... Uh, after a few times, and I understood because he says drop the plants, and all of a sudden Jay pulls his pants down. I'm like, oh yeah, I thought he said drop the pants, <laughs> Buffalo like, Billet. Because either way, I was like, you know, it's Jay. He's crazy. I'll go with it. And then, it's a uh, lady. No, he has a dick. Dave DeSmalls chin, who's uh, he was a crazy guy in yeah. uh, Dark Knight, and he was in uh, Ant Man, yeah, and a Wasp. Yep. He's he's becoming a bigger actor yeah. now. He's going to yep. be in the new Suicide Squad. I think he's going to play Polka Dot Man or something like that. But yeah, he's the he's the yeah. he's the he ang- no he's the penis. anxious uh, yeah he's the anxious uh, uh, SWAT. Team he's got dude. a penis. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, it's it's so funny. Yeah. How about the uh, um, the part where he goes and cue the music? And did yeah. you notice he's wearing a Stan Lee shirt? Yes. Oh. Yep. I've seen all that from uh, the behind the scenes stuff because yeah. they've like highlighted those things. Like the idea was. Brody's shirt was always blurry. Yeah. And then now it's like, since Stan's passing, it's like, it's focused and it's, it was Stanley the whole time. Yeah. But it, it, I think back then it really wasn't. But yeah, there's like, in Brody's comic book store, there's like a, a shrine dedicated mm. to Lee. So, oh, that's cool. That's really neat. Yeah. That's special. Um, yeah. It's just such a cool, cool time to see all these characters again. I, I'm really excited. I've longed for this really. And I uh, wonder, I do wonder if they're going to throw like a, like a little tribute to Stanley in there, besides just the T-shirt. I don't know. Well, like I said, they have a shrine in there, so there's that. So I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I'm sure at the end they might. And when did they film? Or they might say for Stanley. Yeah. Um, this year. Okay. So yeah. okay. So there would have been no possibility for a cameo. Maybe it started in 2018. No. Yeah. I think it was. It was. It didn't get into production until after um, Lee passed. Okay. Sadly. That whole story just. That's that's tough to to listen to that whole Kevin Smith story because I mean here you have a guy that's truly mm-hmm. a comic geek at heart yeah and then to find out that that the whole universe you've created is basically intertwined now with Marvel forever yeah, yeah. and that's just that to me is just cool yeah the whole the Captain Marvel cameo that was cool with him reading Mallrats and yeah I think we've talked about this before but Stan was sick the day they they shot that cameo so they. Uh, asked Smith to go into his archives to pull out outtakes from Mallrats of uh, Lee saying his lines. Mm-hmm. So that's what they used. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, really special. I'm sure they'll have some kind of tribute in there. Uh, the the awesome thing is Smith is 
become friendly with so many people over the years that yeah. you know he's you might even see Kevin Conroy in in this film for a little part. Who knows? Sure. I mean, they're going to Chronic Con, mm-hmm. which is basically like San Diego Comic Con. So you can see a bunch of celebrities there. I wonder I wonder though if uh who was the guy that was in uh Cox or what was it uh in Jane Silent Bob? Oh, Mark Hamill? Yeah, if he's going to be back in it. I don't know. Maybe. Cuz what did he what character did he play again? Cock it was Knocker. Cock Knocker, yeah. Which who is the new cock knocker? Yeah, right. Maybe it's Hamill still. That would be awesome. They brought him back. They're gonna like, right? parody what they did with Luke, and then yeah. this cock knocker is gonna be like all disheveled, and <laughs> pissed off. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Cock knocker. And Chris Rock, maybe he'll show up. I, I don't know. He was Selma the, Hayek. Maybe show up. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shit demon. <laughs> It's just a great resurgence, and uh, you know. Speaking of uh, resurgence, further Top Gun Maverick yes. trailer came out. Oh my god! Okay, did you get chills when you saw those two, uh, the three F-14s going through the uh, valley, and then the the, uh, the cone form around the airplane? Oh, when he flips it upside. No, no, when they're going around a corner, and you see the the three airplanes, and you see the the uh, vortex cone. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I got more. Actually, I got more chills with that. Like kind of like that pov shot except yeah. it's like on his face oh and he's like go off the carrier yeah. and you really feel the g's like he's he was so um into making this film like a love letter to aviation mm-hmm. he he talked to conan o'brien at the comic con and they put a bunch of cameras in the, you know because of course cameras can be smaller now yeah they put it all over the planes and stuff so like that aircraft carrier takeoff scene is awesome and yeah. then with the jets behind him fantastic you know Um, it's one of those things where i don't agree with him outside of his movies like the whole scientology thing but he's a very interesting individual um Mm -hmm. he says that he never stops learning i i saw this in an interview and he goes i'll just i'll just go to a class Mm -hmm. and just learn something yeah uh because i think i could use it in a movie later on down the road right take for example tropic thunder he actually went to a dance school for mm-hmm. hip hop, mm-hmm. um, didn't use it in any movies, and then when Tropic Thunder came around with Les Grossman, that's when he used it. And he said, "I want to have an overinflated butt and big hands." So <laughs> when he started doing that, Ben Stiller was like, "The hell!" Yeah. And then all it started to make sense. So he's a very creative person. Like he's, he brings a lot to the table, and, and he's, he's also, right most of the time. Right, so and he does his own, you know, his own stunt work. Mm-hmm. So. The thing that I always have a hard time believing is, okay, did he really learn how to fly a plane just for this movie, or is that just somebody flying the plane behind Fallout, him? Fallout. I think it. I think someone's actually because the jet is so aggressive. I I can't imagine like you can just yeah I'll fly it. But in Fallout, he flew that helicopter. Yeah, which is nuts. I well, just and for Mission that. Impossible, he he climbed. What is it? Oh the, yeah, for uh, every one of those movies, the he's tower or something like that. Nut, yeah, like uh, stuff Ghost that, Protocol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Fallout was like huge, uh, like boost in stunt work because yeah, he actually was in the helicopter with just a camera, yeah, maneuvering over mountains and stuff. Like he trained really hard for that, so he's got he's definitely can adapt. He's you know he I I accept him as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I, his personal stuff do not agree with, of course. Um, but I love his I love his take on how he gets into the into the role though. He yeah. learns something. Yeah, and I think that's I think I think that's something outside of the scientology crap you know yeah. i think he's just a unique unique person and that you know he's got a driving force and i'm sure he thinks it's scientology 
but you know he doesn't preach that so that's fine with me you know at keep, least not, that not in the interviews yeah it just doesn't work you know it's yeah. like it's just too weird but yeah he's definitely a dedicated person yeah and he always gives it his all and he's just he's just in the business to entertain people you know yeah. that's what he said he's like i'm an entertainer you know he's 60 years you. old now uh, I thought he just turned 50. I think he's in mid-50s maybe by now. Uh, I don't think he's 60 yet. Let me check. That would be shocking. I'm sure he's mid-50s at most. That's my guess. Uh, 62. This is when he was born. 1962? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. I apologize for my lack of math skills. That's okay. He'll still look the same when he's 60. 57, sorry. He doesn't look like he's aged much. It's crazy. Yeah. They have uh, Kelly McGillis. They put like side-by-sides and it's like, oh my gosh, she looks so different, you know? Well, and... and Not to body shame, but she's like, you you just couldn't cast her now to be his love interest. It just wouldn't work. And Ed Harris looks so different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird to see him. I mean, I could immediately tell his voice. He's probably pushing... He's probably 70 or older, but... But he was he was delivering great lines, you know, and the writing seems to be pretty top notch. The special effects or practical effects look yeah. excellent. Again, that whole him flying upside down and then going that was cool. going down the hill that yep. way that was cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be like high altitude flying because he has like a helmet that lights yeah. up in it, so it gets like very modern. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the jet uh, flying, but it's like looks like he's. Looks like he's being tested for this new program, let's say, and they're considering him as he's an old dog, you know. Well, haven't they phased out the F-14s already? Yeah, like, I think most of the film, those aren't F-14s we're seeing because the wings are just like, um, they don't go back. At the end, at the very end of the trailer, an F-14 flies by. So he probably, there's probably an homage Because now they have the F-22 Raptors. Yeah, so it looks like just the end of the wings fold up when they're stored. So, yeah, they don't pull back, and they're not as big. But like I said, they'll have the F-14 probably, or unless they just did that for the fans, just at the end of the trailer, show it fly. Or maybe they use the F-14 as training vehicles. I don't know. It's hard That'd to be say. Interesting. I mean, I don't know if they ever retire the jets, and they're not really used anymore, but I don't know. I don't know. The A-10 Warhog's still being used. It so. still works, though. The, yeah. It still looks very similar, and yeah, it's a, it's a sequel that I never thought we'd get, and I'm, I'm well, anxious, because you'll have Goose's son. He'll be in it. The question that I have, though, is there's a scene at, at like a funeral. Does that mean that Iceman passes away? I don't know, because I think Kilmer will be in it, so it'll be interesting to see how they write that character, you know, if he's if he actually went through the same thing as Kilmer, or... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's going to be very... Somebody's going to die again. I just hope yeah. they don't do, like, reuse a plot. No. Like, Goose's son dies? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, come on. Well, we'll make Ryan was, be back? That's what I was thinking, like, yeah. she could. She could be back. I um, haven't seen it in IMDb. I guess I haven't looked enough. And that might be something they're kind of keeping close to the chest, but yeah, that whole shot of him in the in the jet, I loved it. Like, you really feel like you're in it with them flying around, and this film will be incredible in IMAX. Like, you're going to feel everything in IMAX with this film. God, she hasn't, Meg Ryan hasn't been in anything since 2005. Yeah, it's been four years. Yeah, I'm psyched, man. I think it looks great. I think uh, it's going to bring us back to love and feeling. <laughs> nice. Now it's gone. Nice pun. Gone. <laughs> 
So last thing on the table today, Spider-Man 4 yes. from Home. Uh, apologies, we have not reviewed this for a while. Um, it's been out like, what, three weeks or so? Yeah, but I think, you know, it's enough time to... Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do non-spoilers really quick. Just okay. brief. Uh, what'd you think? I thought it was a good movie. Um, to me, this one felt more like a Spider-Man movie than maybe um, Homecoming did. Um, I thought that was a very good, good movie. Um, it kind of had that feeling like you were watching the ones with Tobey Maguire because there was a little bit of a love story mixed in there. Mm. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't forced. It wasn't pushed. It wasn't the main theme of the movie, but I do like that uh, now he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the whole thing with Aunt May knowing that He's Spider-Man. Some people have a problem with that. I think for the purposes of what's already been written with Marvel and Tony Stark and all that stuff, I think we kind of already know that that was kind of a given. Um, and I'm fine with it. So, you know, I overall, I thought it was really good. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. Um, if we could stop using Tony Stark uh, extras to be either villains or create a suit that would be nice yeah happy hogan i do like happy hogan being in spider-man um and i the one question that i always had going into this was okay tony stark's dead tony stark was giving spider-man his suits who's going to create the suits now Mm -hmm. and now we know now the question is is will will uh will he be using tony stark like technology from here on out i don't know but we'll see it's a new Spider-Man. It's a new take on the character, and I'm okay with Aunt May knowing him, who he is. I think that was a good twist. Um, yeah, it, it just gives her more to do, maybe. And uh, like at the beginning of the film, uh, well, first off, uh, I thought it was good. I I don't know if I liked it more than Homecoming, or maybe about the same. I think Homecoming might have been a little better, just because I think the humor. It just felt like I had yeah. a good balance of everything. It's a good film, worth your money. Go yeah, out and definitely see, go it. see it. You'll like it. You know, it doesn't always have to be better than a previous film. That's just my own feelings on it. Still not sure exactly how I feel about everything, but like I said, we'll get there. We're going to go into spoilers now. So come back uh, unless you want to listen to it uh, or if you've seen the film already, then stay with us. Three, two, one. All right. So they all uh, die. Yeah. That's what Joey would say. <laughs> How about the ending with uh, finding out that uh, their Cree that was on Earth? Oh, that? Yeah. That, that was okay. Yeah. I I think uh, my only problem is I hope Marvel doesn't like redcon this saying like Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury the whole time. Or... I don't think they will. I don't, I don't think either. it's possible. I think it's just since the, the blurp. I think... That's what they call it, right? The yeah. snap is the, called the blurp in this yeah. world. And I think he probably went up into outer space for purposes unknown yet. They're going cos- cosmic with yeah. the new f- uh, phase. Phase four is going to be. So I think to keep it that way, they kind of had to basically round out mm-hmm. the third phase. And so that was what they did. Yeah, um, I-, I don't think it's fair to say that Nick Fury's always been in outer space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we still got the actors to come back and play, you know, their characters, uh, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, Maria Hill, who yep. I don't recall the place her, but she, you know, she's, she's a good actress. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got that. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't mind that. I kind of minded the one before that where first off, I'm glad um, JK Simmons is back. 
I don't know how well his... He's bald now, which is weird. That was, yeah, that was like... And they did like an InfoWars take on it. Which I'm okay with, I guess, because yeah. newspapers are kind of dying, sadly. Right. Um, maybe they'll ground him more. He's more of a conspiracy theorist guy. I don't know. But yeah, I was surprised, surprised they didn't give him the wig. That kind of was distracting to me, but... Well, maybe they're trying to say that it's a new it's a new version, but the yeah. same guy's playing him. And it's fine. I guess it'd be hard to pull that off. I mean, that's an iconic look in the comics, which was nice how the Raimi yeah. films embraced that. They even poked fun at his hair, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I didn't mind that too much. I guess the InfoWars take is not too bad. I just hated the fact that everybody knows he's Peter Parker now. And yeah. I'm like... Oh my god, this is like Iron Man. Like, every, And Iron Man didn't bother me as much because... Are they trying to say he's kind of the new Iron Man in a way? Well, I think in the beginning of the film, it was... I think uh, Peter felt he had to be the new Iron Man. But like Happy said in the plane, you know, Tony was Tony. Mm-hmm. That's Iron Man. You're your own person. You're Spider-Man. Now, the, um, whole, the whole sunglasses part, that was funny. Edith. The yeah. program Edith. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, which... A lot of this flowed pretty organically. The mm-hmm. whole writing was great. The only thing I didn't like was the the exposition in the bar when uh, Peter gives Mysterio mm-hmm. the glasses. I liked how Peter left. I knew the twist was coming. Yeah. And he, and he lays back. He said, see, that's not so bad. That wasn't so hard or mm-hmm. whatever. I recognized the bald guy in the back. Uh, Peter Billingsley. He was in the first Iron Man movie. The problem I had with that scene was I think they just went a little too far with the exposition explaining each person like, you were an Iron Man 1 pretty much. You know, like, yeah. I know that as a fan. I think we can, we don't have to point at people and be like, show that flashback scene yeah. with uh, Tony Stark built us in a cave. Like, I know who that guy was. And just some of that felt really like, like they, they were like, we got to get this out. How are we going to do this? Let's just push it. Like, you did this. You did that. I did that. Da, 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 da. And that to me was like these flashback scenes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was interesting how they they put Hall in that, that sequence where Tony has that program in Civil War, you know, yeah. and he, I guess he codenamed it Barf or something like yeah. that. And so they got that scene with Hall in the back all pissy. The only it. thing I didn't like was the fact that they opened up the multiverse. And as quickly as they opened it up, it was done. But to me, since it's like the comic world, I don't really... See, I could see, see that as a possibility still. But they could they explore. Need, I mean, if it's, there is a true multiverse, which it makes sense because they yeah. did... They ripped a hole. Thanos got through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should have left that open. Just and but the problem is, is that the storyline basically went okay. He was a Tony Stark extra. He helped him build all this. So now then you close that gap, mm-hmm. saying there was never a multiverse. But in the comic books, there is. We are in six one six. So it's not far fetched to say that other people from different multiverses could come into the mix now. But when they when they close it like that, now you can't have that option. Now right. you have to organically build them from something that's happening now. Right. Or outer space. Right. Or whatever the case may be. Right. right. You can't just say, okay, these people are coming in from this and this is the world that they know and, mm-hmm. and expand upon that. Maybe it gets too maybe it gets too tough to tell the storyline. Yeah. And keep it still at a very granular level. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see um I don't see that as ending the possibility per se. Just from but from his perspective, yes, he made it up because he's like, you gotta up things to make people believe in your what's going on, you know? Yeah. And 
it was all about theatricality, which was cool. They got the Edith program, so they got those drone things that could help project right. what they were trying to do. Like, all that was really fascinating. You know, it sucked because, like, they are really friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is great. And when he put those glasses on, like, wow, he really looked like Tony Stark, kind of. It was kind of creepy, you know. And like, somebody Whoa. had leaked a post that, like, a potential script line was going to be that Spider-Man was going to reconfigure mm-hmm. the, the program in a couple of bots to mm-hmm. make them Tony and Captain America. And they were going to fight off the elementals. Yeah. And... Yeah. Then at the very end of the movie, they were going to come back to his room, mm-hmm. and he would basically have to delete the programs after he realized that he can move on in his own life, mm-hmm. and that he doesn't need to hold on to the past. Right. I think that would have been a strong storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, who knows? I to me, that would have been a perfect ending to a Phase Three. Yeah. Movie. I like the part where um, Sam uh, had that quick romance, and Peter's teacher said mm-hmm. that you know he thought his wife left him. Or yeah. Thought his wife disappeared and they had a funeral and everything, and then it turned out she just left him for another person. Yeah, <laughs> so that was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, overall, yeah, I thought it was a good film. It flowed nicely and a lot of action, a lot of mm-hmm. costumes. Right. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Good take on everything and good way to move forward. All the possibilities. Um, I loved him building the new spider suit. That was yeah. badass. I love all that stuff like Tony did with the workshop yeah. and. You know, back in Iron Man 1, you know, with all the holographics and stuff. Maybe we'll get some more uh, scientific Peter Parker stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could. You know, and he even acted like the multiverse could mm-hmm. be a thing, just how he was explaining things. But, yeah, I, I Tom Holland's amazing. The whole cast is great. Uh, Zandaya, I think that's how you say her name. Zandaya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As MJ, great. Uh, yeah. She now knows, of course, he's Spider-Man before everyone knew. Right. That's my problem. But someone suggested on another podcast that Doctor Strange could possibly put a spell on everybody so they would not know he was Peter Parker. So oh. that's a way they can move sure. forward. So, And I don't think Mysterio is dead. I don't see him knowing he was I forgot. How did he die? Well, he got shot, I think. He okay. tried to shoot Peter. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they call that a, a Peter Tingle or something now. It's not yeah, Spider yeah. Sense, it's Peter Tingle. <laughs> I think that's just funny. Yeah. I think they're going to call it a Spidey Sense, but, yeah. you know, Peter Tingle is pretty damn funny. Right. And then uh, I loved how Mysterio fought him, you know, the whole yeah. uh, messing with his reality. He, like, yeah, that, was, that crazy. was cool. Like, the whole Fury thing was fake yeah. in that one scene. Peter fell out of a building. Mm. And then he got hit by a damn train. Right. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, this is yeah. crazy. It was anxiety-driven mm-hmm. to see all the... All the and the zombified Iron Man coming mm-hmm. on the ground and all the, the Spider-Mans crawling on him. Like, all that was so trippy to yeah. me. It was really cool. It was like, uh, it kind of felt like Doctor Strange-like. Um, but yeah, Hall did a great job. Uh, everyone did a great job. It was, it's a good summer film. Really liked it. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt, I don't know. Homecoming felt more like a slam dunk to me. I don't know why. I can't pinpoint it. But yeah. I don't like the twist at the end, but I'm sure they'll fix it. Oh, yeah. They It'll will. be a couple years before we see the next Spider-Man. But, yeah, yeah overall, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Again, another hit for yes. MCU. <laughs> so, another one. Yeah. Not to praise them all too much, <laughs> but, you know, they're not perfect. Yeah. I, I'll admit that. And Joey definitely will admit that. So, but, yeah, I liked it. And uh, I don't know if I'll see it again in the theaters or not, but I'll definitely be buying it. Yeah, I'll so. be buying it, too. Sure. So, well, uh, with that said, we'll be back. Yes. Josh. I'm Mitch. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.